Hello, and welcome to the Counterpress Podcast, a very special episode of the Counterpress. This is episode number 100. Josh, we made it to the big time. And to think this whole thing started because we have an equal hatred of Gregor Berhalter. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it just goes to show that misery loves company. And, you know, I mean, generally, to be, to be fair, I'm pretty sure that's most of what soccer Twitter and soccer podcasting is. It's just, um, what's it called? Drowning misery together, but yeah, you know it's been yeah. it's been a, it's been great to you know to get to know you, um, and to get to do this with you over the last you know what year and a half now, almost two years. Yeah, um, two years. It was two years back in uh, July, actually. Oh, that's right. Correctly. It was our first one was a galaxy loss, which is always great for ratings. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, it's it it has been a lot of fun. For those of you who don't know, Josh and I. Uh, met over Twitter, kind of just, you know, in the same uh, LAFC Twitter circles and eventually progressed on to, as you know, all modern relationships do, direct messages and then texting and then uh, a year later finally meeting and making sure we weren't just catfishing each other over the show. <laughs> so uh, here we are and 100 episodes in and it has been a lot of fun. I've enjoyed being able to to talk about the game in this way with somebody and uh, sometimes there's highs and sometimes there's, there's lows and, uh, I'm, I'm just thrilled that we've been able to share it with everybody, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, like I said, it's, it's one of those things where you would never, you would never think to find such common ground, especially over a place like the, you know, what is it? Twitter is basically Moss Eisley, right? The, the <laughs> hive of, of scum and, scum villainy. and villainy. Yeah. Right. But, you know, like I said, to find someone that to be able to find and meet someone with um, some of the same interests and common values, it's been good and been a lot of fun over the last couple of years now. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, we have a fun show for, well, I think it's fun. Uh, I think Josh thinks it's fun. Um, we've got several interviews lined up with LAFC fans to share their favorite memories. Um, but before we get into that, Josh, you and I should probably share ours. I, I feel like we should talk about that and then probably talk about some of our favorite moments on the show as well. Um, again, kind of to set the stage for this, we wanted to have uh, an episode that wasn't um, that wasn't tied to any one result or one game. We wanted to have something that's a, a bit more timeless and not necessarily just prisoner to the moment. So um, that's, that's the gist of the episode. It's just about you know, the people that have been listening and supporting the show from, from day one or, you know, from day, I don't know, 536, whatever. Um, but first and foremost, we'd love to thank all of you. I think one of the things that makes this show unique is the, is the amount of user interaction that, or the amount of listener interaction that we have. Everybody's always good about tweeting in at the show and helping us kind of drive the conversation. Um, and I don't know that that takes place on other shows is not to dog on them i just think that's a that's a niche that we've been able to to uh to service and i'm i'm happy to do it josh anything else before we uh, get into these memories no i'm just like thank you so much for putting up and listening to us talk about things that we probably don't know that much about <laughs> right right all right josh well why don't you kick us off with uh, your favorite lafc memory it, it's a toss-up for me because i have two and they're two big games in the history of the club. Mm -hmm. Um, and so the, the, the first one that was that definitely, I was able 
to have a chance to be there for the first the opening match at the bank. Um, a buddy of mine and I were just happened to be looking at tickets and stuff like that. And again, at this point, weren't that into it, but we're like, you know, just kind of looking around and just we had heard about the team, kind of following it. He's a big L Tree fan, so had been you know giving me the lowdown on how disappointed he is in Carlos Vela, um, and wasn't that that excited to see him play. Um, but we scored some last minute tickets in the thirty two fifty two, and just to hear you know that thing light up for the first time is something I'll never forget. Right, you know, just to hear you know all those people singing unison and you know they you know, the raising the TIFO up and doing all those things in that first game. And then for it to be capped up with that crazy goal from Simon, um, you know, on yeah. that free kick to end the game. I mean, I, I've, again, it's just one of those moments where you just, you're going nuts and you just don't know it's pandemonium in the stadium. Um, it's the, the first beer shower right in mm-hmm. the history of the club. Mm-hmm. We just happened to be sitting right there in 30 52. That was crazy, but Again, part of that is right is just the first game jitters, right? Or, or just yeah. the fact it was the first game. We happened to be there also for the CCL game against Lyon. Mm. Um, and obviously mm-hmm. coming to that game, we're down, was it 2-0, 3-0? Uh, we were down 2 nothing. yeah. 2-0, right? Coming to that game. And I remember when Rossi scored that goal, like the the play, I mean, I've I was running up and down. The, we were sitting... So if you're facing a 3252 on the lower level to the left, and I remember we were like towards the back, towards the back of that section, and I remember running up and down like the concourse after he scored that goal, like just couldn't believe what I just I had just seen. Um, and then again on top of that, right, they dropped the Kobe Gianna Tifo that night too. So again, a lot of big, you know, awesome memories mm-hmm. there. Um, you know, just kind of roll up. I mean, it's getting it's hard to top those two. Um, when I really think about it, you know, and then again, we've had so many crazy experiences, whether it was through via the banknote or through, you know, the podcast, those have been awesome too, but those two really stick out for sure. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, two, I, two mean really pivotal moments. So like you said, the first goal in the stadium and then just that really unique victory over Leon that I don't know any other MLS club can, can claim in the way that LAFC can. Um, so two, two really bright moments in, in LAFC's history. Um, I think I'm going to go after two as well. One of these stories I've shared several times, um, about the, my friend from high school, I happened to be drilling in San Diego, uh, with the Marine Corps that, that weekend, this was the SKC home opener or season opener, uh, from 2019. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, hit the banger. yeah. Uh, so I took my friend from high school. He never cared about sports at all. Was really skeptical about going. Uh, and then, yeah, the Dio hits the, the game winner and stoppage time right in front of us. Uh, and he, now talks to like he asks me all the time when we're we going back anytime I'm in town he, he wants to know if there's a game and if we can go um so to see the impact that a moment like that can have on somebody who doesn't really even care about sports it, it just, it's just a special moment something that I enjoyed sharing um I've talked about games that I've gone to with my kids those are always special to watch the game through their eyes um to see them you know 
uh, watch their favorite players. Uh, I've, I've told the story about my son when we took, went to see the U.S. men's national team play here in, in Phoenix. And uh, Walker Zimmerman and Christian Ramirez both scored in that game. But the other one that I want to really share is uh, actually the second game against Real Salt Lake. And um, I had kind of told people, hey, I, you know, there's this new team in MLS. This is, I, I'm getting back. I'm, you know, this is my, this is my honest effort to get on board with the league and, and domestic soccer. Um, and, you know, the, the win against Seattle is great, but watching them barnstorm Real Salt Lake, probably because I, I, you know, having lived in Utah before and been so annoyed by Real Salt Lake fans and knowing that they're all University of Utah fans as well. Um, something just made this game really pop for me where, you know, LAFC hang five on them. Rossi gets a brace. Vela scores his first goal. Uh, they're in the, the, you know, the white and gold kits, which I think are just, were just spectacular. Um, that was a, that was a moment where I was like, I am 100% in with this team, uh, till the end of my days. Like this is, this is it. Uh, I finally found something that uh, that I can connect with here in in the states. So that was the moment for me where I was like, "This is it for me." Uh, but yeah, those are those are my two. Josh, do you have anything from the show that you? I, I didn't prep you for this, but I figured we should probably talk about it. Any any moments on the show that stick out to you? I mean, there happens. There's so many just like random random things. I mean, if, if it comes down to something. Um, between you and I, right? It was um, when I was. Yeah, I, I had to call you for a pep talk on the way to propose to my oh, yeah. my now wife. <laughs> so that was that's definitely a highlight of of our friendship and and yeah. the show there. Um, again, none of that part got recorded, but definitely need to hear it from from someone. Um, but yeah, that was it. Was definitely one of those things where, like, again, as it pertains to the show, like, I, again, I'll never forget that and. Well, can never thank you enough for uh, what's it called for the pep talk. Oh, of course, of course, and I think that's again. It it kind of shows, you know, like you said, Twitter is uh, Mas Eisley, and and the world of podcasting a lot of times is just commiserating together and slamming Greg Berhalter for no good reason. But good things do come out of it <laughs> if, you, Absolutely. if you're patient <laughs> and you just uh, you answer people's phone calls. Um, so I'm I'm happy it all worked out in the end. But uh, Josh, it truly has been a pleasure, and uh, I look forward to the next hundred episodes and seeing where we go. Um, as I said before, though, this uh, the show is nothing without the people that listen, and so we've got some listener interviews here that we're going to get to. Um, if when you're listening to these, you feel jealous that you weren't involved, please know that it's not uh, it's not anything personal. This is just a matter of timing, really. Um, but we would love to hear about your favorite memories. So please, when we tweet about this episode, please hop in the mentions, quote, tweet us, whatever it is, uh, tweet at us about what your favorite memory is and why, or why you, you know, share the same memory. So if you, if you had a, uh, a meaningful moment with the DO goal against SKC, please let me know. Or, uh, if you have thoughts about the Leon game, like Josh and you were there and there was something special that happened, please let us know. Uh, but with all that, we will once again say thank you for your uh, for your support over the past however long it's been, 100 episodes. And 
here's the rest of the episode. All right, our next guest tonight is Tom Camilleri. You may have seen him. Uh, the Twitter handle is, I think, at Bronco07, right, Tom? At Bronco07, yeah. Oh, okay, got That's it. Right. Um, you can you can see him interacting with the show frequently. Tom, we appreciate you coming on. Tom's joining us from Simi Valley, um, and he's going to tell us about his favorite LAFC memory or whatever he wants to about the club. So, Tom, the the, the mic is yours, my friend. Take it away. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, my initial favorite memory is actually just buy, just becoming a member and buying season tickets before the first season. Um, it was, uh, we always liked soccer. My, my stepsons were huge into, or, or huge into it, played a lot. Um, so when they had the opportunity for the team, it's like, Hey, this would be cool to be in from the beginning. Uh, never mm-hmm. had my own season tickets for any, sports franchise there so it was a good chance especially being the first open air stadium built in la since dodger stadium yeah there, so it was in the ground um so just overall i mean everything i i, I still love going all the games as much i mean i had to miss them this year just because they didn't work with my schedule very well let's put it mm-hmm. that way um but if we're going you know favorite moments of anything i mean i, I sat and thought about this there's been a lot i mean like there there was the do goal in extra time against KC in the first yep. game in 2019. Yep. A lot of moments went to Kansas City that year to go to the game too, but I'll default to the easiest one. It was the playoff game against the Galaxy. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, that's that's the, the reason you get tickets is to be able to go to big games and those first couple years, those games have that big game vibe to mm-hmm. them and it was the most fun thing to go. I mean, specifically in that game, what I'll remember is was the opening goal by Vela because my seats are right on the 18 line right there. Mm-hmm. And that was where that goal was right in front. And there was so much tension going into that game because that was the, we've never beat the galaxy yeah, yeah. yet. And the whole night was just buzzing. The fields was just full and galaxy almost hit a couple early. And then just the release on that, it's like, all right, we're ahead. And then, you know, my other favorite moment, which I still have on my phone, was the, the final whistle and Zlatan walking straight to Italy. <laughs> yeah, 5-3, <laughs> right under the 5-3 scoreboard. Yeah, the five, after the 5-3. Five, yeah. um, but those are those those type of things are the best on there. Um, and then, obviously, last year didn't didn't happen. This year's been a little wonky, I guess, is the best yeah. way to yeah. <laughs> best way mm-hmm. to put it but uh that i mean that that's it's stuff like that that's definitely the best yeah you know? yeah of course yeah how so how was it olaying the team as they just passed the ball around galaxy and i think it's i think the ole started in like the 80th minute if i remember correctly it's been a little while but yeah how, it was how was that feeling all of all of it just was i mean it was we had galaxy fans sitting behind us that were we were, we were joshing <laughs> back and forth and then you know, they, they got up and left in the 80th minute then also. So I was kind of laughing, yeah, I was kind of yeah. laughing about that. And uh, everyone was just, it was just worn out by the end because everybody was just going nuts the entire, the entire yeah. game. They had all this smoke going in the, in the supporters section. So sometimes you couldn't even see the goal uh, down there. And uh, yeah, and it was just such a big thing. Like we, you know, that was, that was it. And then uh, unfortunately the following Tuesday against Seattle was like moment number 237 yeah yeah it was it was a complete opposite uh atmosphere and everything uh to it but uh that that's what i that's that's honestly the things that i've missed um you know with with the games is just having that there it's and obviously with 
get it's everything started slowly this year with how you can even go to games or anything. So, uh, you know, just to hopefully get back to something like that, that's where the, that's where it's the best being able to go to these these things and everybody's just into it and excited and having a you know, having a good time and everything. So. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I'm so again, as as you all know, as as you know, Tom, I live in Arizona. I come out five or six times a year with my kids uh, and stay with my parents. We go to games, and it's something that they look forward to every year. And like every every winter, they're always like, "Dad, are we, are we going to go again or not?" And it's like, "Well, yeah, of course we're going to go, guys. Don't don't worry." And so yeah. we only made it to like one or two games this year. They were kind of bummed about that, but uh, looking forward to next season being something a little bit more stable. Uh, not just from an MLS standpoint, from but from a global standpoint as well, as well, where everybody has a bit more freedom to go and do these things. So, but Tom, yeah, I, I it's appreciate the thing, ahead. and it's it's cool that your I'm sorry, I was going to say it's cool that your kids get excited to go because yeah. the bottom line is, I mean, these games are fun to go to. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, they're a little more fun when the team's playing a lot more and playing more, play a lot better and a little more exciting. But that's that's the the, the thing for me. That just I just I love going to the games and it's a fun place to, to be. And yeah. I, I took a friend this year to a game who hadn't been to one. He, he was a galaxy gone to galaxy games and he kept looking at the 3252. So I just want to see if they're going to be going the whole game. I was like, they're going to be going the whole game. They're, <laughs> they're going to be going after Cooper, the game. They're going they were to be going before. the whole yeah. game. Yeah. So <laughs> that's, that's, that's the thing. That's, that's, yeah. that's the cool thing. Whenever, whenever I take a friend to a game, uh, especially one that hasn't been before, hasn't been, to even any soccer match, I always make sure to sit like right inside the front gate uh, on the touchline. So we're close enough to the 3252, but they can still see what's going on on the field pretty well. Um, and I've told this story in the show. I told it to Josh earlier in this episode, uh, but you mentioned the DO goal against SKC in the, in the opener. And I mean that, mm-hmm. that for me taking a high school friend who had zero interest in sports and like now texts me every year, same as my kids, like, Hey, we're going to go to a game this year. We're going right because he had such a, a fun time. Um, right. That's that's what it's all about to me. So, yeah. Well, yeah, same. Tom. Hopefully we'll cross paths at a game next year. Then. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Tom, thank you so much for your time uh, and for being willing to come on the show and talk about it and being part of the 100th episode of the Counter Press. And uh, look forward to talking yeah, to you in the future it. as well. Uh, appreciate the, the job you guys do on the show. It's, it's, a, thank it's you. A, a lot of fun to listen to. So. Thank you very much. Thank you. All right, our next special guest on this episode is John Reimer from, and you should all know him because his podcast is way bigger than this one, uh, from Shoulder to Shoulder. So we're so grateful to have you on here, John. Thanks for joining. Uh, and I know everybody's dying to hear about your favorite LAFC memory or what you really love about supporting the club. Uh, you know, first and foremost, I just want to say thank you for having me on. I am a huge, huge fan of this show. Uh, I definitely listen to every episode right away. It helps me prepare to do my homework for each podcast. So I really <laughs> want to thank you guys as being one of my major resource points that I use for a breakdown of LEFC games, um, especially before I go into my rewatch. Because obviously I'm in the North End for most home games or in mm-hmm. the throngs of a watch party during most away games. So I, I don't exactly get the most tactical view of a game. Um, but listening to you guys break it down and then going back into my rewatch really, really helps me a lot. So, so hats off and thank you to you guys first and foremost. That's I, awesome. I love the Thanks. show. Please, I appreciate please it. Man. Keep doing it. Yeah. Um, favorite LAFC moments. Gosh, man, where to start with that? There's been so many of them in such a short amount of time. I think 
it would be hard pressed to say big emotional moments for me in my personal life. Um, when Mandy got out of her coma and was able to come to her first game, that was like an absolutely huge moment for me. But on a bigger scale, I would say the Leon away day, just that whole experience of going to Mexico, mm. being part of the orphanage event the day before the match, which was such a hugely impactful moment in my life, hearing the story from these kids. And then game day, the big march to the match and, you know, the riot police and mounted police and they have the big plastic shields <laughs> as they're forcing us all into the stadium. And you're like, you got, uh, yeah, you guys roll different down here. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, massive house parties afterwards with the guys from D nine going and checking out local tourist spots. And I was staying with a local family. So I got like a very intimate look into the community as well too, through, through mm. staying with a local family and just so many experiences piled on top of each other in such a short amount of time that Leona away day has to be just the best memory. And, and anytime you get to travel for this club and support for an yeah. away event, those moments tend to stand out more than even, you know, supporters shields, big victories, um, you know, fantastic mm. Olazos, uh, of which all of those sort of stack up at some point in time. Right. And, and you almost like, seem to forget the Simon goal in our first game and all those others that go back as yeah. other memories seem to pile on top of them. But those away days memories tend to stand out um, because they, they just impact so many different parts of your life beyond just football. Right. You know, it, I, I really like this one because it's different from other things we've heard. I mean, and not that the other ones are bad or, I mean, mine is wrapped up in, you know, bringing your friend to a game and Dio scoring one of those golazos that you're talking about. Right. Um, but it shows how much bigger supporting a team like LAFC is than anything else that you would do. It's not like, it's not like the Rams where, you know, yeah, you can go to a game in Arizona or wherever. Um, it's bigger than that, where you're doing something so unique, like going to Leon and interacting with a completely different culture and seeing the game through a different filter, um, like an international filter. I think that's a, that's pretty incredible and, and so unique to this sport. It really was. It really was one of those moments that stands out for me. I mean, it was community building. It was experience building. I got to see, you know, from from the very horrific sides of the stories of these kids in these orphanages to getting to see how, you know, some of the well-off people in Leon and these giant palatial estates that we were renting out and, and, and that whole cross-section mm-hmm. of everything and, and just how different football is culturally to them than it is to us was just was just such an amazing, amazing experience. Yeah. Yeah. Well, John, I, I, I'm, I'm thrilled that you chose that one because it's again, like I said, very unique. Um, so for those of you who may not know, again, I don't know where you've been. I don't know how you found our show and not theirs. Uh, but the shoulder to shoulder podcast, uh, John, go ahead and plug like your Twitter handle, let people know where to find you anything that, you know, I think you're involved with the Ontario fury now, if I remember correctly. Uh, absolutely. Um, so shoulder to shoulder podcast is an interview based show. Um, you can find us at LAFC S2S on all your social media platforms and downloadable via any podcast. And basic structure of the show is my co-hosts, Christian Aparicio and Chris Sines, uh, both season ticket holders since day one. Um, we all kind of represent a little different cross section of the fan base. I'm kind of the 3252 guy. Um, Christian sits south side and does a lot of press work for us. Um, Chris mm. sits mid pitch and, and also participates in a lot of the press aspect side of things. Whereas 
Uh, I'm involved in, um, you know, District 9 Ultras and 3252 leadership. So we all sort of bring a little different experience to the plate. And the first segment of the show is just recapping what's going on with LAFC, the last game, anything in the community that's happening, big news. Uh, then we bring in somebody from the upcoming team we're about to face to kind of help us preview the upcoming match. And then typically we dive into an interview and we've brought in people from, you know, Bob Bradley, John Thorrington, members of the 3252, Larry Friedman, people within the global soccer community. We had, you know, the author of 1312 Among the Ultras that came on for mm. us. We've had, you know, celebrity figures that are around the LAFC or integrated within the LAFC world. Uh, we had Christina Aguilera's bass player, who happens to be a 3252 season ticket holder who came on the show. <laughs> Uh, you know, co-host of Entertainment Tonight, who happens to be a season ticket holder. We've had Jaime Camille on. Um, so sometimes it's kind of fun to also just interview the fans as well, too. And we've had a ton of just random fans come in and join us. So really that whole cross-section from operations, ownership, team leadership. We've had players on before, of course, as well, too. Um, and then, you know, supporter leadership, regular fans, uh, you know, people throughout the media world. It's, it's a really fun entity. Uh, and then to the second half of your question there, um, so Christian Philemon, a.k.a. Philly from Defenders of the Bank, uh, shouts to a, another member of our pod fam. Mm -hmm. uh, Christian mm -hmm. and I do the TV broadcast for the Major Arena Soccer League's Ontario Fury. Uh, and we also host the official podcast of the Ontario Fury, which is Striking Fury, nice. uh, which is done with Philly, his wife, Panda, who is our sideline reporter with the Fury and myself. So um, once... Indoor soccer season starts here at the end of November. Uh, we're not entirely sure what our broadcast platform is going to be yet. We have a, three brand new commissioners of the league. Uh, JP Della Camera is actually the man who's in charge of finding us on uh, no broadcast and, and being our new uh, vice president or president of um, all the digital media and broadcasting. So uh, no no pressure, right, as a, as a young broadcaster to have <laughs> right. JP Della Camera as your boss. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, of course, Shep Messing uh, is also um, the commissioner of the league mm -hmm. as well, too. Shep Messing obviously does uh, a lot of work for Philadelphia Union with their MLS broadcast as well. So, you know, no pressure, um, but it's a lot yeah. of fun. Philly yeah. and I uh, called the last half and the playoffs and the finals of last season. Um, so we got the nod to do the playoffs and to do the finals last year. A lot of fun. Indoor game is, you know, fast paced, high scoring, high action. And Philly and I, as many of you well know, don't tend to do the most serious of broadcasts. It does tend to get a little silly, a little fun from time to time. And we really have a blast mm -hmm. with it. Um, season tickets currently available right now. If you want to sit in the supporters section, you can get season tickets to the Fury for a hundred bucks. hundred bucks gets you nice. season tickets, That's awesome. a free scarf, and access to a meet and greet with Philly and I, and, and some of the coaches and players will be there too, but more importantly, Philly mm -hmm. and I. Um, <laughs> so that's a pretty sweet deal. Um, and even if you're just, uh, buying tickets for regular season. It's incredibly cheap. It runs throughout the MLS off season. So there's no overlap with any of your LAFC commitments and it's fun, man. Come support local professional soccer. All right. Our next guest for our hundredth episode of the counter press is Paul Greco. You may have interacted with him on Twitter before he's always tweeting at the show. We really appreciate his interaction. He's the one that's always asking us like creative questions. Uh, I think the last one was he asked us about the music for the show and I had a terrible answer. So I'm sorry about that, Paul, but thank you for coming on the show, my friend. Yeah, no problem. Thank you for having me. Um, one memory that, you know, when you uh, asked uh, the question, a, a memory of LAFC, the one that really jumped out to me was on March 30th, 2019. 
Um, I live in the Central Coast area, and my wife and I decided to do our first away game for LAFC. We traveled up to see San Jose Quakes versus LAFC, and the, we weren't able to get the tickets through 3252, but we were coordinating on Reddit or Twitter, I think, and the section right next to it. So I got the tickets, asked my wife, um, she wanted to go. Uh, she said yes, and we went up. And so uh, I wasn't sure what to expect. <laughs> and we uh, went inside, saw the food trucks, and then we kind of just, you know, like newbies, make our way to our seats. And then I just hear this, you know, doom, 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 drums going and chanting starting up. And there's other LAFC people around us. We're all in black. You can tell that the, the Quake supporters are not happy to have us there pregame. And then we all just start running to the top of the stairs. And, the, and then we get up there and I have these pictures of, of, of us in a video and and there we see 3252 dressed up marching in and just singing and chanting and doing their thing and it was just the most amazing moment for me that just like we are here our supporters are coming in and just it was electric and and you know we weren't even part of it yet and we were waiting like the like the reinforcements for them to show up and then so they file in and then just we meet up us us people sitting in the section right next to them and they came in and of course that's the game uh LASD one five zero and the one where there's a video uh I'm sure a lot of people have seen it where as we're doing our thing it starts shaking the top of the stadium uh right, if you right. remember seeing mm-hmm. it go up and down and to be part of that as part of the crowd part of that memory was incredible. Now, did you expect that? I mean, at this point, you had seen plenty of games on on TV, so you'd seen uh, the thirty two fifty two in action. But did you expect that kind of uh, that kind of support away as well? No, I wasn't sure what to expect. I'm a season ticket holder, and um, you know, obviously, home games are amazing, and you know, um, but I. The amount of energy and the amount of people traveling up, I, I wasn't sure what to expect or the hostility from, from the crowd at, <laughs> in San Jose. And it felt like a home game. We started off with a chant, we can't hear you. I mean, you know, it was just hilarious to, to them. And, um, you know, the energy, feeling it from the supporters from, you know, 2009, you just had a feeling this is so early in 2019 season that this was going to be a special season, which it ended up being. And, um, you know, it, it just the players, the the, the support, um, the, there was just something really special happening. And that's when I realized, you know, my wife turned to me during the game. She's like, this club is great. You know, it's not the, the on the field product mm-hmm. is great. But it's, it's about the people around us. And, um, you know, on my desktop, one of the in the picture I have from my computer desktop is of the giant LAFC away crowd, you know, and then me, you know, a tiny person in yeah. it. And I like pointing to people. Here's me in this giant sea of black <laughs> at an away game. Yeah. So are, are these people like at work that may not follow soccer all that much that are this is their first I, touch it, point with it? Exactly. And I say, and, you know, I tell them, I say, you know, hey. This, you know, we went to an away game. I didn't know the people around me. I had no idea. But, you know, um, Doesn't matter. there we are jumping around, chanting, do, doing everything. 
And it was like, you know, you hadn't met these people and yet we're all there supporting the team. And that that's just a brand new sporting experience for me. Um, and, you know, it, you know, I already like the club. I think it's taking it's when you go from liking to loving and, and, you know, and yeah, obviously yeah. that's, that's an experience that I wish I could share with everyone. Yeah, no, I, I'm right there with you, uh, on being able to share these kind of moments with people. I've shared about my friend multiple times already on this episode of the show. Uh, even my mom, if I've come to LA to, to visit, she's always asking, is there a game this weekend? Can we go to the game? Because she loves going down there. She also has a unabashed crush on, on Carlos. Um, so, <laughs> uh, it's, it's just funny to see once you take somebody to it and they experience it, it's unlike anything that they've ever done before. And like you said, it's not just about, what's happening on the field. It's about what's happening to you on your left and right. And everybody does, you don't have to know these people. They're all your friends and family. The minute you walk in those gates. Um, so I love that. I, I think that's a great, that's a great memory to share Paul. Great. I, I appreciate it. And, you know, um, if, uh, I wish I could, I wish I could show everyone the video of, of the stadium shaking. And ever yeah. since then, you know, San Jose's, yeah. you know, They've tried to stop us from coming up. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. They do their best to block out zip codes and stuff from buying tickets. I wish you could all see uh, Paul as he's describing this because it's clear that he that this is a memory that makes a like so much that means so much to him. Uh, the smile on his face, the animation in his hands. We again, we record with uh, only audio, but we can. Paul and I are looking at each other right now on camera, and uh, you can tell that it means a lot to him. That this is a this is something that actually matters and that's i think what i love most about all of this is that uh, like you said despite whatever goes on on the field it's still there's still something to rally around every time we get together yeah the yeah the uh, the way days you know there's that people say there's something special about away days and it's and it's really true and and it's worth the effort and worth the money and and you know it's never convenient <laughs> we all work and have right. other stuff going on but you know just the opportunity to get out and, and and, and stick it out there and support your team and, and yep. another city. Um, it's great. Awesome. Well, I think that's great advice for everybody listening. Paul, thank you so much for joining the show. Uh, I know that, it, that this, that this memory is going to make uh, our hundredth episode that much more special. So thanks again for coming on and uh, we'll get on to our next guest. Great. Thank you. All right. Our next guest is somebody you probably are all familiar with. Uh, he's often well, he helps run 110 football, as I understand it. Uh, he's you. He's your other. You got another pro, iron in the fire with uh, LA Saga, right? Is it? Is that right, Jerry? Yeah, LA Saga. It's a little youth program slash website I have okay. where I help kids across the country uh, kind of kickstart their journalism uh, career. And so, yeah, I got, got that it. going on. Got it. So again, Jerry's all over everything. He's bigger than us, to be honest. Uh, but we're happy to have him come on the come on our hundredth episode. He's sporting a a fresh New Mexico United kit. Uh, so he's, he's, I think he just got in. So from Minnesota, that is from, from the away day there. And, uh, we're thrilled to have him. So Jerry, I'm going to kick it over to you. Oh, one other thing I should, I should mention is Jerry is the, the founder and the commissioner of the LAFC Twitter fantasy football league. So he's got his paws on everything yeah, LAFC. I'm trying my best at least. And, uh, you know, hopefully, uh, 22 LTL, <laughs> champions but we'll see <laughs> we will see we will see uh so yeah uh 
Jerry, again, thanks for coming on the show. And I'm going to kick it over to you for your favorite uh, LAFC memory. And we'll go from there. Yeah, man. I mean, my favorite LFC memory is actually my first ever LFC memory. Uh, the first time I was involved with the uh, just the overall atmosphere and the 3252 was, I want to say 2019 when I first moved back from Sacramento. I moved back to Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I went to go partake in a watch party for the DC United LFC game when Diego Rossi got his, uh, I believe, first hat trick. I remember correctly. Okay. It was it was the week after Vela got his hat trick against San Jose, and so mm. you know a lot of the D9U folks and the Black Army folks they weren't able to make back to back away trips all the way to DCU, um, so they decided to have a watch party over at the Fields LA. Uh, I guess you could say rest in peace Fields LA, but <laughs> we uh, <laughs> so I, I kind of just joined them, and that was my first like thirty to fifty two experience, you know, with the drums and and the chanting and the dancing. And I also got the opportunity, you know, the first time there to kind of like get interviewed by the, um, you know, like the social media team. They just asked me for a little feature that they're doing on just a watch party. And it was cool. You know, I automatically felt like I belonged there and that I was accepted and just had a lot of fun with it. Um, and right then and there, I got a job uh, and just kept on going to games. You know, like after that, I was like, okay, now I got a reason to get a job and, save money so I could go as much games as possible and just partake in all this <laughs> I, mean, I can't miss out anymore, dude. Uh, yeah. And with that, I also was able to, you know, spread the love I had for football towards my family. Um, so that okay. was definitely something very memorable. So you went to the watch party on your own, made a bunch of friends, and then started inviting your, your family as well. How did they, what did they think of it? How long did it take for them to get, to get bit by the bug? Actually, it was, um, let me see here. I guess they already had gotten bit by the bug because, I mean, we were big Chivas USA fans. Uh, There's a lot of history there. Um, But it kind of like, they were resurrected. You know what I mean? They got got the second form of the parasite. And so it kind of like just like refound love within them, you know? (laughs) We're using all the wrong Uh, metaphors right now, dude. (laughs) We are. (laughs) I could have said virus, but that would probably trigger people. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But, um, well, that's awesome. Was, uh, was, I promise I will not tell any Galaxy fans that uh, you guys were Chivas USA fans. Um, oh, they, I, don't I don't know. I don't know what it is about I'm... them, man. They have this weird thing. Like, it's, it, it's funny. It's like even if it even if it was Chivas 2.0 or whatever you know whatever it is that they want to say, like who cares? <laughs> yeah, we're bigger yeah, and better now, less, dude. So. I mean, that's something. Yeah, that's something I take pride in. So I was like, whatever, man. You know, it is yeah, what it is. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, obviously this, uh, if you're going to get a second chance on a club and you want to call them Chivas 2.0 and this club is obviously doing better than you guys. And it's like, I mean, you can call it whatever you want, <laughs> you know? What I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah. Uh, no, it, um, it reminds me of one of my, one of my favorite Spanish dichos, which is la mata de espina no se tira la piedra, right? So you don't throw a rock at a tree of thorns. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, you exactly. only throw it at fruit trees. Um, so anytime haters come around, it's always like, look, guys, you're never going to waste your time. Like, you wouldn't be wasting your time throwing rocks at us if, if there wasn't something there. So just chalk it up to yeah. jealousy, my friend. Exactly. That's, there's no but, way the other way to put it like that. You know, they, they make us seem so important to them when the truth is they're, we shouldn't be that that important, you know. They should be working yeah, on themselves yeah. instead. 
Yep. Yep. A little more inwardly focused, but well, Jerry, I, I appreciate you coming on. That's, that's really the gist of it. Um, tell people where they can find you and your stuff. And again, thanks for coming on and, and helping us celebrate a hundred episodes of the counter press. Yeah. First things first. I mean, congrats on you guys. Uh, I was able to hop on mm-hmm. a few episodes with you guys and I'm grateful you guys gave me the opportunity yeah. to do so to kind of break down tactics. You know, that's, that's this little thing I like to do sometimes without, uh, when I'm not doing fan interviews at the stadium. But, uh, so yeah, again, congrats to you and Josh and the rest of the counter press family. Um, mm-hmm. and then you could go ahead and of course, find not only me, but Vince LaRosa, Connor Colossus and the rest of the once in football crew, uh, at once in football on all social medias, uh, once in football on YouTube. And I just got to say, you know, the, a, a fantastic feat from you for the hundredth uh, episode, uh, Thank you. this third season, uh, for once in football, we have a lot of awesome things planned. Uh, not only Good. in regards to LAFC, Good. but within MLS. And so I'm excited. I'm excited to, uh, I'm excited for when that time comes. Cause you know, it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. All right, man. Looking forward to seeing what you got. And, uh, I don't know when our matchup is in, in the fantasy football league, but we'll keep everybody posted Might be in a couple weeks too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully I get some of my All guys nice. back from injury before then, but thanks so much, Jerry. We'll talk to you later. All right, our next guest on this 100th episode of The Counter Press is a very special one. Vince LaRosa, you all know him. Some of you love him. Some of you fight with him on Twitter. He fights back. I love watching it from afar. Vince, thank you so much for coming on the show. I'm always so polite in the way I fight back, though. I just don't understand why people want to continue to fight. But they do. Uh, They they want in, I guess. So, hey. People are uh, angry when when the team loses. It's 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 funny, earlier... Well, and earlier today, I was uh, we were talking. I was talking to Max on our podcast, uh, and I had made a tombstone reference. So I will do it again. I guess I'll be your your Huckleberry if you want to <laughs> want to fight. So that's awesome. Well, Vince, again, thanks thanks so much for taking some time here. Uh, the idea is to to make kind of a time capsule, something that's um, just a timeless episode that we can all listen to later, um, and just to just for fans and people involved with the team to come on and share their favorite LAFC memories. So with that, I'll kick it over to you. You can take it away. Uh, this is incredible. This is not going to be a deep cut for anyone. This is going to be for, front of mind for a lot of people. Um, but as we go more into it, I will tell you why it's my favorite. Uh, it's the Leon home game. It's the comeback. Mm. Um, it was incredible for so many reasons. I mean, let's just start with the football. Wow. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever seen a performance from an MLS team against a Mexican team, home or away, that was just as do- a sheer dominance as that game right. that we saw, and it and it wasn't just the scoreline, it wasn't just the 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 position that they were in, um, because we've seen plenty of MLS teams win, although we haven't seen any come back from a two 0 deficit like like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they were, it was like a prime Champions League team, and not Concacaf Champions League. I'm talking UEFA Champions League team, just suffocating, because in yeah. every facet of that match whether it was defensive transition offensive transition the press the build-up uh the ideas the speed of play um the speed of thought um and then the ability to decide when to dribble when to when to pass they it it was honestly one of the most flawless performances i've ever seen in such a high leverage moment and and i don't know if that was because the sheer moment was hey guys it's two nil um who cares um, I don't think it was that way because when you talk to a lot of the players after the game, they were like, no, we knew that we were going to suffer really hard, hard in Leon just because one, our preparation, we had no games leading into that. Um, we basically right. only had some preseason stuff um, and some fitness stuff. So we knew that they were going to be on us. We knew that how good they were as a team. They were easily the best team in Mexico at the time. 
Um, they honestly, I mean, they'll never say this, but I think they would have been happy to leave with a one nil loss. Uh, and then obviously, uh, Muhammad Abunir has that, that kind of stumbled, uh, where he makes a bad pass and and things happen and it's two. But I thought, I think that at that point they were like, well, two is not all that different from one. And we knew we were going to have to score a lot of goals anyway. So it's interesting to think that, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't so much that they thought, Hey, we could just do whatever we want. It was like. They were like, no, this was the game plan, man. And we knew that we could come home in front of our fans <laughs> on a night like this and put in a performance like that. It's like they, it's interesting to say, like, it's, it almost seems impossible, but at the same time, they seem to know that they had that in them. Yeah. That's really interesting that, you know, it, that they feel that confident coming back home, even against a team as good as Leon at the time. Um, mm-hmm. I think that speaks a lot to the environment that's there, the it, the ability to, and like you said, not just not just Concacaf Champions League, but UEFA or you know um, that kind of environment is unique in the U.S. Um, it's unique in North America, I would say. So, uh, man, I, I I love that you picked this one. Anything else from the game that any other like special insight? Insiders I mean, insight? Uh, there, yeah, there's a lot. There, I'll give you some some insider insider stuff. So. Uh, when these games go on, um, for people that don't know, uh, even though it's in our own stadium, we don't technically kind of control the game. CONCACAF shows up and they kind of, they run the show. Mm. Um, and that's, that goes from like match day minus one all the way through the match. So even the press conferences are run by them. Um, we have to do everything on their schedule. Uh, and then we had to fill the press box differently because it's CONCACAF, uh, deciding the press. So they had a lot of Mexican press there. They had a lot of press from all over. And so because of that, even though I worked directly for the team. I didn't really have like my same press box seat. I didn't really have a say. So we were like, where are we going to be? And it was, uh, it was Aubrey Freckman working at the time doing LFC PR. And she was like, guys, I, I'm going to find you a spot. I just don't know quite where you guys are going to be. Okay. Okay. Totally fine. You know, we, we just, as long as we're there, as long as we're there, we need to be at this match. And they put us in a, uh, an auxiliary booth, which is one of the kind of radio booths. Most, most days on an LAFC game, these radio booths are either used for like Denholm, Dave Denholm, who is there or other radio, or a lot of times it's where the, uh, opposite teams, technical staff will go, uh, the opposing teams, technical staff and the guys that are, um, uh, that are not playing, which actually random weird tangents go off the side. Um, there are times where, uh, players that don't play in games are just walking around our press box. Uh, I'll share your story just after that Leo match uh, against Philly. Uh, Aurelian Colin was just mm-hmm. standing behind me the entire match while I was sitting working <laughs> on that Philly match. Um, and so he, he got they. I remember they got that, that goal and he was like, Oh, he was like celebrating. And I was just like, okay, it's good. Good for him. Whatever. And then Carlos scored the, the free kick that he scored in that game. Yeah. And I looked at him like, what do you think about that? And he just, he just shook his hand like, Oh man, that was, that was <laughs> legit. So that was a cool moment. Uh, random, sorry, random tangent back to, back to Leon. So, we don't have a spot in the press box. And so it, there's a group of us that are in the digital group, myself included. And then Max Bredos of all people, who's not calling the game, obviously, because it's a CONCACAF game. Right. And so we're getting to watch from there. And if you, people know the kind of number one rule in the press box, is there's no cheering in the press box. So mm-hmm. generally when I watch games in the press box, uh, whether it's Galaxy or Leon or even just LAFC versus Cincinnati, I have we have to try to maintain the uh, a good professional manner. So we even when... Yeah. Uh, even when Carlos broke the record against Colorado, we didn't go crazy, you know, when he broke the goals record, but you, you want to deep, deep inside you're, you're, you're yearning yeah, to, yeah. but this time we weren't in the press box. So we got to go nuts. Uh, I don't know if anybody remembers from the first half, uh, the referee was being quite lenient. 
Uh, LAFC was playing very good in that first half, but was not really finding a way through. And the referee was being very lenient in the fouls he was calling because Leon was like, hey, we're going to muck up the game. We don't want them to flow at all. Um, and we'll get a little physical with them. Mm-hmm. And at one point, we're screaming. I mean, we're cursing, we're screaming, we're banging on the windows. <laughs> at one point, Max goes, F it, I'm going down there. And I'm like, going down there for what? He goes, I'm going to go talk to this referee. I go, no, no, no. <laughs> And he's just like, he's like, okay, okay, okay. Uh, so he does do that. So we're, we're having a good time. And um, okay, I told my my Bredos uh, going to fight the referee story, but I I, I got to share more Max. And he, he won't mind that I tell this, or maybe he will, who cares? Uh, so it, if you remember the game, as we all do very well, uh, when the game was 2-2 aggregate, uh, it was getting tense. And it was it was to the point where we're like, we couldn't, our chairs were splayed out everywhere. We're leaning over the, the we had this little like work table, um, we're leaning in, we're, we're just, we're stressed, we're sweating. <laughs> and, uh, Max, Max at one point starts taking off his coat and I go, uh-huh. what, what are you doing? He goes, he goes, I can't do this. I can't do this, man. And I'm like, I'm like, I've seen him. I'm like, it seems like he's freaking out. I'm like, are you okay? Are you okay? And he starts pulling up his shirt and I go, what's happening? He goes, I'm just going to get naked, man. I can't take this. And I'm like, wait, <laughs> what? <laughs> like it had broken his brain. <laughs> to the, the stress from the game and like how, just how tense the game was. It, and it felt honestly like, I can't really. I, I'm glad he didn't do it. I'm glad I stopped him. But for, a part of me can't really blame him for being so stressed out that he lost yeah. his mind so much that he was just going to take off his clothes in the middle of that booth. And again, there's like five of us in there watching the game. It's it's like it, Jeff, who does the graphic design, AC, who who was with us doing graphic design, and a couple more digital people. And we're all like, at that point, it was almost like a retro, record scratch when I was like, you're not, you're not taking your clothes off. Everyone's like, what, what's going on? Uh, so we, <laughs> we managed to stop him from doing that. Thank God. Uh, and then of course, um, moments later, uh, Rossi hits that ball. And when it goes in the back of the net, we, I, I mean, we must've been so loud because one, uh, we, we went into like a full on, like just one person, like a, a team hug, but so like, we all became one. We just arms wrapped around each other, jumping up and down, spinning around, clapping, cheering. And <laughs> eventually Aubrey, who comes over to check on us, she goes, are you guys are you guys okay? And we're like, no, it's, it's great in here. She goes, no, no, no. I'm asking you guys if you guys are okay because it's so loud that you guys, are, we can hear you. And we were like, oh my God, we're so sorry. <laughs> we're so sorry. But that we, it was the one time where, thank God, we weren't in the press box because I think we wouldn't have been able to hold it in anyways. Uh, yeah, but that game yeah, was, it, it was, it really was the sheer magic of that game. And just the, uh, I'll say, I'll, I'll say my, my greatest sports memory at being at a game in person. I've gotten to watch some great things, wow. um, some great things from LAC to do. Obviously, you know me, I'm, I'm an, uh, an Italy fan, so I, now I've gotten the, the pleasure of watching them win a European championship and a World Cup. Mm-hmm. I wasn't there, you know, and, and usually when I watch games, um, I'm very solitary in the way I do it. I'm actually, people are like, that's kind of depressing. I'm like, yeah, well, I get very emotional or I yell at the TV and I just, it's yeah. probably better. I don't want people to see me this way. I can't have people um, talking I, to me during games either. Oh, don't get me started, bro. <laughs> Especially me. You know me, because you and I, we've had great tactical conversations. I love it. But if I get people um, sitting with me, especially when I'm trying to work and watch an LFC game, they're like, they should be doing this, they should be doing that. And I have to spend time being like, shut up. They, they shouldn't be doing that and shut up. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, I, it, it ruins it for me. But that was the one game where, again, I didn't have to do that because to tell you the truth, LFC were, they really were flawless in that game. Mm. Uh, and then just just a magical moment and something I'll, I'll always treasure uh just because of the being there with you know my some of those the people that i worked with were like family to me at that point and so 
uh, being able to be a part of that uh, and see just something so historic and then have have the type of stories that we have coming out of it and, and celebrate it and not have to um, be so professional for once because look, working in sports is great. Um, but at the end of the day, I, I, my, I value my credibility almost more than anything because that's all I really have in this sport. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do try my best, uh, my very best in the press box to never uh, lose that. So the, the fact that I got to just throw that out the window uh, made it all, all the more worthwhile. Yeah. No, Vince, that is an incredible story. That's, uh, I, d- I did not expect to have anything like that for, for this interview. So I, I really appreciate you coming on and, and sharing that with everybody, because I think, uh, I think sometimes we, we miss some of these special moments, uh, because we do get caught up in the tactics or just this, the, you know, we're all, we're all stressed out about the results or whatever, but then you, we can look back and, and have all these stories. I think that's something that's special about not only sports, but this team specifically. So I, I appreciate your time on this one, Vince. No problem. And if you have Max on and he says that I was the one trying to take my clothes off or fight the referee, that's absolutely not true. Oh man. Now, now we need to have like a celebrity death match, I think. So maybe, <laughs> maybe we will try and get Vince on and then we'll get you you get you both back on to set the record straight together or something. I don't know. Love it. I, yeah, I, a, 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 um, oral retail, a retelling of from different people in that room would just be an incredible, (laughs) it would be an incredible podcast. I'll tell you that much. it It sounds pretty awesome. So, all right, Vince, thanks so much for helping us out with this episode and, uh, and sharing that story and, um, any parting, any parting shots that, or any plugs that you want to get in real quick? Uh, well, obviously, check me out on 110 Football. We're on LFC's YouTube channel on Fridays and then, you know, the Max and Vince podcast. But I really want to end by saying this. Congratulations on 100. Uh, Thank it's, you. It's a Thank huge you. milestone. It's really awesome. What a lot of people don't understand about this is it's it can be a very thankless job regardless of what you see in numbers and stuff like that because we do have to do this kind of in a, in a in a dark room, right? You, you and Josh, you go in, you record, you have no idea what people are going to think about it. You just got to kind of put it out blind. And hope people like it and you got to keep the faith and keep coming back. But I think that's what makes these shows uh, that, you know, quite a few LAFC shows are finally getting to 100. I don't think a lot of teams have something like that, a fan base like that, that wants to continually come back. Um, so congrats to you to, to do Thank 100 because I know just how much it um, it's a labor of love. I know I it know is. it is. It I is. know it well. I know it well. So congratulations on 100 to you guys. All right, Vince, thanks so much for coming on. Thank you. All right. Our next guest is a very special one. It is actually my son, Rivers Kinsey. He's an 11-year-old who is a big-time fan of LAFC, and I'm excited to have him. He's been trying to get on the show for quite a while now. So this is his counterpress debut, Rivers Kinsey, on the 100th episode. What memory do you want to talk about for this show? Um, I want to talk about when we got tickets to an LAFC game from Max Bredos. Oh, okay. So this is uh, this is an interesting memory because, uh, again, we live in Arizona, and um, we go to we go to you know probably between five and six games a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got to go to one extra game this year because of something that because of a little mishap that Rivers had. Rivers, what happened that led to all this? So, um, I broke my arm. How'd um, you do that? By standing on soccer balls. He's trying to balance on soccer balls. And you fell and you broke both your radius and your ulna, right? Yeah. And so took Rivers to an orthopedist, an orthopedic surgeon. Uh, they were able to set one bone, not the other. He ended up having surgery. Yep. And 
he asked for a black cast and then a gold marker. He wanted it to be black and gold mm-hmm. uh, when people signed his arm. And I, I tweeted a picture of it online. Max saw it and reached out and wanted to give him some tickets. So from there, you go ahead and tell the rest of the story, dude. Well, we got the tickets and we um, drove up to L.A. And it was LAFC versus Toronto. And um, I think it was a tie game, right? It was yeah, two two. Yeah. yeah, it was yep. two two. Um, Vela scored a last minute goal and saved us. Um, I think Diego Rossi scored the other goal, right? Maybe I don't know. It's been a while. Yeah, but there was a lot of handballs for Toronto that they didn't call, and so we missed a lot of penalties. Because of that, and uh-huh. it was super frustrating. Um, da- Dad had a friend who had seats cl- um close to the front, so for the second half, he invited us over, and we sat there, and it was really cool to get an up close of the field. And next to the thirty-two fifty-two. Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember um, anything else happening in that game, or do you remember what you wore to that game? My LAFC jersey. What else did you wear? You remember? A cast. Well, yeah, you had your cast, but remember you had your... You had your oh, yeah, I had that black and gold mask. Yeah. Mask, yeah, yeah. I remember you that, got a lot too. of compliments on that one. Yeah, so uh, that was that was a good moment for me, too, as a father. Just It, it provided something, a special memory between him and me. Um, so shout out to Max for picking up on, on that tweet and sending mm-hmm. us tickets. That was pretty awesome. But anything else you want to share about that game or LAFC or... Um, I just hope LAFC starts doing better this year. Oh, we're not talking about this year, dude. I know. I just <laughs> okay. want to put that out there. Okay. Oh my gosh. All right. All right. Well, that's Rivers Kinsey. Uh, and with that, thank you for coming on the show, dude. Yeah. All right. Our next guest on this episode of the counter press is Travis Helwig, who, uh, I think might be our, our most famous follower. <laughs> Um, Travis, welcome to the show. Um, that's a deep insult to your podcast and not a compliment. Oh, I meant it that way. (laughs) Uh, thanks for having me on. It's a, it's very fun, uh, as a listener to be here. Yeah, absolutely. So again, uh, what we're doing for this hundredth episode is just trying to create something that, uh, isn't beholden to the current season or any current season for that matter, and just get some fan interviews and fan memories here. So I'll kick it right over to you, Travis, and you can just tell us about your favorite LAFC memory. Um, I think that there, you know, I knew you were going to ask this question. So I thought about it a little bit and the, there's two that stick out to me. One is purely a game memory. And then the other is like a, a community memory. I'll do the community memory first, which is I went to, um, the El Trafico that was in Carson where everyone dressed up uh, like army men, uh, uh, we were ridiculed rightly for it. Uh, but I, uh, at that game, I sat, uh, I was with my friend Gonzalo and we sat, uh, next to a family. I'd never seen this family before. Um, and about halfway through the game, uh, the guy next to me leans over and he goes, you're on my Instagram. And I'm like, what? And he, he takes out his phone. And I guess at the first LAFC game, 
um, I sat in front of him at like the uh-huh. very first game at the bank and on his Instagram, I might, you see my face behind him and okay. he was like, we've never met before, but you're on my Instagram. That's so funny. <laughs> so you just uh, photobombed this guy good... unintentionally and now it's like his profile now, picture or something. Yeah. We follow each other now on social media where uh, <laughs> it, it was awesome. a very funny moment where I'm like, I have no idea what you mean, but the, my favorite LAFC memory has to be Leon, uh, the second game at the bank. Okay, yeah. I think going into that game, we all thought that there was no chance that we would win. Mm-hmm. We we're going to like go and deal with it. The Leon fans were cocky. It, w- it was like the atmosphere was was not one in which we were expecting a win. And I have videos of that day where I don't think I felt the sort of ecstasy that I felt at that game, uh, at any sporting event in my life. Just like true surprise enjoy like i was speechless afterwards i couldn't believe it um and then afterwards i traded scarves with a an old uh leon fan uh who was like in a wheelchair and we took a photo together it was it was wonderful it uh-huh. was such a cool experience that's that's awesome so uh two other people have talked about uh their leon experiences one away one home so it's it's pretty cool it seems like that was a seminal moment for a lot of people and for good measure but i mean the the way that they came back in that second game and kind of the uniqueness of being able to travel away to, to Mexico. Um, so, I mean, it comes as no surprise. It, it, the galaxy game, I think is a, the galaxy uh, playoff match is another popular one. So yeah. Had you been, those are two. Go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. No, those are two, the home games that I think of when I think of, uh, what it was like to feel like real magic in a, in a soccer stadium in America. Like I've never felt that before. I've been a a soccer fan my whole life and it's always been something that I felt a little isolated by. Uh, And LAFC is one of the few times or the first time in my life where I'm like, Oh, I'm part of this cool thing that the city loves and it feels both cool and important and we're good. Uh, So it's like a really cool experience (laughs) where you feel like validated for watching the sport that no one liked when you were a kid. Right, right. So that was actually my question uh, that I interrupted you with was, <laughs> had you been a soccer fan? I mean, some people came came on board with LAFC and they really never understood the sport before, where others, it just felt like something I know for me it was something that uh, growing up in LA, I just never felt any tie to any soccer organization like that. And then when LAFC came along, I was like, okay, this is it. This is the one. So Yeah, I... I- Go ahead. Oh, no, that was that. I was just going to prompt you there. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I grew up playing soccer. I was a, a very short goalie, uh, mm-hmm. but I was a goalie nonetheless. And uh, I grew up on the East Coast and I didn't, no one really cared about uh, MLS over there. Uh, so I would watch the Premier League um, in early in the morning. And then uh, I moved to the West Coast and it's, much harder to watch the premier league here. Right, uh, right. like the, the late night games are really late. Um, and so I sort of fell out with that and I was looking at MLS teams and I, I right around that time was like when Portland and Seattle and those fans were really going crazy. And so I was like, Oh, I'll go check out the galaxy. And it took me an hour to get there and the vibe mm-hmm. was off. And so when LAFC came around, um, and I lived in echo park, it's like, you know, 15 minute drive. It just was yeah. like, a. uh, perfect fit. And I immediately became a season ticket holder. I've been a season ticket holder, uh, every season. And, um, yeah, it's, it's literally been a place where now I like just bring friends to hang out with. I I want to get as many people to see and experience this and no one ever has a bad time. Even when we lose, it's, it's just yeah, like, truly my favorite place in Los Angeles. 
That's really cool. And I, I feel the same way. I always try and bring new people. If I don't take my kids when I'm in Los Angeles, uh, I'm always trying to bring a friend from high school or something or, you know, a family member that hasn't ever been. And it is always the same kind of level of impact. It doesn't matter what the result is. Like they're, everybody's just blown away by the atmosphere and kind of the spectacle of it all. Um, yeah. Which again is I what think- was missing for so long here in the, in the country. And it feels like it feels special and it feels authentic and it feels like true to Los Angeles in a way that uh, it does like, you know, my wife is a big Clippers fan and I'll never say anything bad about the Clippers, even though I know they're not uh, loved here. Mm -hmm, Uh, mm -hmm. But they really try to, like, get some authentic uh, fandom going at games. And it's just it's deeply uncomfortable to watch. Uh, And when you go to LAFC games, it never feels forced. It's like it's a it feels like you are among people who get it and want to be as excited as you are. And it's a really, really cool experience that, um, you know, I've only ever seen maybe at like Knicks games back East. Yeah. If you had to guess, what do you think that, what do you think that is that causes it where it doesn't feel forced? What do you think that, where do you think that mojo comes from? Um, you know, it's interesting because I, when you look back at that first season, you know that the club had a lot to do with community building. So in a lot of ways, it was their plan to have this happen. But when you watched the 3252 for the first time and you see Jump for LA Football Club the first time or uh, I forget what it's called, the hoo-ha one for the first time, you're just the sort call of to like, arms. oh, yeah. Yeah. call to arms. Yeah, you, you feel like uh, there's like a magic to it and you want to be part of it. It doesn't feel like a thing where there's a man over an intercom saying, and now we say... Uh, Clipper Nation, charge. Yeah, exactly. It, it's and even like when you go to Dodger games, and I love the Dodgers, but you know, the, all we ever do is chant "Let's go Dodgers" or "Do the Wave." This is like yeah. you see two or three people on stands leading a crowd who was all on board, were together in it, and then everyone else in the stadium wants to be involved as well. It's it's a really um, exciting experience, and I'm excited to. Uh, have some more big games at the stadium, maybe the playoffs if we're lucky. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll see. We'll see how this season wraps up. Uh, there's a, there's a. <laughs> I'm yeah, not I hopeful. Feel like it's, it's, it's becoming like this uh, Rube Goldberg machine where like all these little things have to line up just perfectly, and and maybe it'll happen. Um, <sighs> but, I I've, yeah, I, I we'll gave up out. a few months ago. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been it's been a little rough this season, but. Uh, Again, I think that's part of the reason that Josh and I wanted to do these these fan interviews to make sure that uh, it's not just you know the, like this this monumental episode for us where it's us bemoaning the fact that we lost to Vancouver or something. <laughs> so, <laughs> it is, yeah. I mean, and and it's also like people like you that makes this community seem special. Where it's like you know, it's a it's basically it's not a big. Uh, sport in America. It's I, mm-hmm. I know we're a big club in in the league, but it's exciting to have a lot of people who are like me that are as passionate about this smaller yeah. thing and yeah. want to dedicate their time as much as you guys do uh, and put it out there. Like it means a lot to have to be like we're not in this alone. We have this weird thing. We like this weird college uh, <laughs> uh, sports team. Yeah, right, right. It's like a. It's like what's that? It's like a a foot wide, but a mile deep type of type of thing. Right. Perfect. Yeah, that's right. All right. Well, Travis, thank you so much for coming on the show, man. Um, do you want to plug anything that you're, that you're working on or that you're doing or 
Are you good? Uh, you can fi- I mean, you, like, I'm a writer. You can just follow me. Or, or you know what? This is a podcast. Subscribe to Edith, um, which is my narrative podcast with uh, Rosamund Pike. Came out a few months ago. Uh, E-D-I-T-H. Uh, anywhere you get your podcast, you can listen to it. Uh, starring Rosamund Pike. It's a scripted podcast. And also, make sure you check out uh, uh, every episode of the Counterpress podcast. Uh, it's maybe <laughs> my you. favorite LAFC podcast. Thank you very much, Travis. That means a lot, actually. So, all right. Thanks again for coming on, man. And uh, we'll get on to the next the next guest here. All right. Our next guest on this 100th episode of the Counter Press is a good friend of mine, Trevor Rayley. Trevor, how are you? Hello. Welcome to the show. First time, long time. I mean... Oh, gosh. That is a lie. You've been on the show before. I know. But I've always <laughs> wanted to say that. Well, I'm glad... You, I'm, I'm I'm glad that you were able to do it. I'm happy to help however I can. Dreams do come true. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, Trevor, uh, I already told you everybody already kind of knows the the deal, um, as we've already had a few other people on the show. Uh, but just asking people about their favorite LAFC memories. So the mic is yours. Oh man. So I think my favorite memory, I mean, there's there's a few of them, but my favorite memory was actually a game that I was not at. I think Josh was at it taking pictures, though. Um, and it was in Houston. I think it was a weekday game. And uh, what I remember fondly was a just a monster recovery by uh, Muhammad El-Munir, who's... Uh, Probably my favorite LAFC guy other than Lee Wynn ever. Um, mm-hmm. There was just a strong breakaway down the, I believe it was the right wing, and he just booked it from the uh, one end of the field to the other and slid in to block a pretty uh, pretty well uh, struck shot, and he slid into the goal to uh, keep the ball from uh, going through the through the. Uh, past the goal line and uh yeah i just thought it was one of the most amazing hustle plays i'd seen uh from the black and gold and just uh, always appreciated him for that effort and to this day uh i would rather watch that than any uh any goal yeah i mean it, sure. it really was a spectacular play the amount of ground that he covered the complete last ditch effort that it was i mean that goal was that ball was going in it was practically in before he was able to get it out uh just a it was a spectacular play and one that i think i mean most if not all lafc fans are going to remember that one because even if you didn't watch the game you saw the highlights later right um right and I, just, I, mean, I can't i can't think of any defensive plays that top that one in lafc history um i mean i'm sure if we thought about it we could think of one that maybe maybe uh holds a candle to it but i just remember how exhausted he looked after yeah <laughs> and that that was what really got me because i was just like man this this guy hustles he needs more minutes <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah well uh sadly enough those those extra minutes didn't come that was that was kind of it there's a couple of new memories that i had like the you know his his goal against columbus which was just utterly amazing another one of those long slaloming runs and cuts in and hits this kind of this, uh, this ball with reverse spin on it. So it spins back to back to the left. 
um, mm-hmm. and away from the keeper. Just a fantastic goal. So, I mean, he's definitely got some, uh, you know, a few really impressive highlights, even though he wasn't always on the field for LAFC. I mean, Mask Muhammad. That wasn't even his fault. <laughs> the Phantom of the Opera, Mohammed El Munir. Yeah, that was. I mean, that's that's what the people come for. They want to see that. And uh, what else was it? I mean, he, you know, he's won trophies since he left, right? Mm, in Tripoli. Yeah. Ah, I, did, I did not know that. I did not know that. He's been on more parades than we've had here in LA. Like he's been on more championship parades in Tripoli than we have had in LA over the past two years. Yeah, he was a he was an electric an electric player. I'm I can only imagine that in uh you know back home. I think it's I think he's playing in Tripoli, right? If, do I have that? I right? believe so. Um, yeah. You know, I'm I'm sure that he's quite the superstar there. So he's the man awesome player. Do miss him? What's that? He is the man and just, you know, loves his fans, you know, Mm -hmm. got a lot of respect for that guy. Hope he does well, but like to see him back. Part of our history, right, Trevor? We wish him the best. (laughs) Part of our history. I wonder if we'll have a few more of those coming, coming to see this off season. (laughs) No, I guess, I guess we'll find out, but all right, Trevor. Well, thanks for coming on the show and, uh, and sharing your favorite memory. Uh, All right. My dreams have come true. Yes. (laughs) And thank you for having me. All right, man. Talk to you later. Great job on the podcast, guys. Okay. Our next guest comes from the South Bay area. Cameron, how are you, man? I'm good, Kurt. How you doing? Good, good. Thank you for joining the show. Um, Really appreciate all the the interaction that that we've got um, for this special episode of the Counter Press. And uh, Cameron's going to share his favorite LAFC memory like like some of the other people have done. Um, so with that, Cameron, the, the mic is yours. Have at it. Well, uh, I, I you know, my f- favorite LAFC memory goes back really to the first match of the stadium, but it really connects to something further, much further back in the past. Um, uh, 1989 to 1991. Which I'm oh, you weren't joking about game. going farther back. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm revealing my age. Some people do, but if uh, if you see me out in Christmas Tree Lane, I'm sort of the 50 year old uh, white guy, you know, with an Atuesta uh, jersey. Nice. Um, but uh, you know, I was in college, and uh, you know, long story, but I did this exchange program to uh, Bogota, Colombia, and so I lived in Bogota from about 1989 to 91, about a year and a half. Supposed to be there a year, but I was having so much fun that, um, you know, I I created a white lie to my parents that I had some kind of internship and no oh, nice stayed nice. another semester. Uh, but but what happened is is that you know uh, when I was down there, I mean, I grew up playing soccer AYSO, but it really didn't get into my brain until I, you know, some of my Colombian friends took me to. El Campín, which is the soccer stadium in Bogotá, mm-hmm. and we saw the Millonarios play, and I'll okay. never forget the first. And you know who's from the Millonarios? Um, Chicho, Chicho Arango. Yep. Yeah, he just, uh, and that's that was amazing when I said, "Oh my God, he's from the Millonarios." Well, anyways, I I'll never forget 
walking into that stadium and you know downtown Bogota Campin Stadium and and we sat with the supporters and and it was just one of the most amazing emotional experiences of my life and I was like this is an amazing experience you don't get soccer experiences like that well back in the 1990s in the United States you know growing up in the U.S. you might if you lived in Europe or something but I, I was just blown away and I remember turning to my Colombian friends saying, when are we going again? And became an instant man, Miguel Nadigo's fan. And, um, and you know, and so when I came back, you know, to make a long story even longer, I came back from, come back from Colombia and just really couldn't find anything like that ever again. I went to a couple of galaxy games and yeah, that was not, not there. Um, uh-huh. but then I'll never forget the first time I walked into the stadium at LAFC. I walked into the bank and I had that same kind of mystical feeling as soon as I walked in to the stadium, that yeah. same feeling I had back in 1989. And I looked around and I went out into the seat and I said, they did it. This is it. Hmm. They've accomplished it. You know, they, they've created that soccer experience that you could only find in other countries right here in downtown LA. Yeah, And it was an extremely emotional, mystical experience. And, uh, you know, I looked at the roster and I see a Cuesta who's from Colombia. And then, you know, a bunch of the players are from Colombia because uh, I have such a deep connection there. I said, yeah, this, this, this is my team. And it's will awesome. be, uh, and, uh, you know, as long as I live, and I'll, I'll be an LAFC fan. Yeah. So that's, that's my best memory. Walk it in. That's there. fantastic. I love that there's kind of a unique aspect to it and that it's not necessarily even tied to a game. Uh, it's more just the aura around the team um, and how it seems to be legit, uh, that it, it seems to to mirror what you experience in Colombia. Um, that's an awesome, that's an awesome story. Can I put you on the spot here? If, if, if you, if you don't know, it's okay, but what's your favorite LAFC goal from a Colombian? Uh, I guess it was last season and uh, Tuesta's back was to the goal. He was sort of right out of like 15 feet and his back, he did this quick turnaround and just banged it into the goal. Uh, I mean, it was, it was beautiful. I'm trying to remember. Uh, I'll I'll never forget it. Man, I think I, I think I remember this goal. I don't remember who was against though. I can't remember either. It was one of those games where we scored a bunch of goals. And, but he just, the, the quickness that the thing I love about it, Twest that he's so smart. He's, he's like a general out there. He keeps the ball flow and he keeps, I think, you know, probably some of the problems that we've had is, is missing him because of his injury. Yeah, I definitely but, agree. Uh, I yeah. just love the way he plays and bought his Jersey immediately, which I'm wearing right now. Perfect. Well, Cameron, I, 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 I appreciate you coming on and, and, Sharing that with us, uh, I think it it's a unique perspective and that we're definitely glad to have. Um, I know that you're working on uh, building a supporters group in your area. Can you talk a little bit about that and maybe extend an invite? Yeah, to just real quick. Uh, pretty soon we're going to be coming out with a South Bay area supporters group. If you uh, live in the South Bay, I mean, everyone has a different definition of what the South Bay is. But if you think you live there, you do. Um, so, uh, watch <laughs> out for that. You'll see, I'm sure I'll get some notifications out and stuff like that, but, uh, pretty soon we'll be, uh, by next season without a doubt, we'll have a, 
a South Bay, a strong South Bay showing. You'll see us out on Christmas Tree Lane and uh, during the game. So uh, what if anybody is, um, is, is anybody listening is in the South Bay, reach out to me. All right, perfect. So you heard it. Reach out to Cameron. Uh, let's get another supporter group uh, in, in, our, in our family. Uh, Cameron, thanks again for coming on. All right, Kurt. Take care. Bye. Okay, our next guest on the show is somebody with a, a special perspective based on where she lives and the connections that she has to Los Angeles, uh, Araceli Villanueva. Uh, thank you so much for joining. And for those of you who don't know, she lives in Kansas City, but reports on both uh, Sporting KC and LAFC. So I think uh, I think we're going to pick a good memory for, or she'll pick a good memory to tell us about. But again, thanks for joining. Oh, thank you for having me. Yeah. So why don't you just go ahead and take it? I mean, the mic is yours. Why don't you go ahead and tell us about your favorite LAFC memory and why you like them better than SKC? (laughs) Oh, that's not a fully loaded question at all. Uh, (laughs) No, but but in all honesty, um, I love both teams equally, obviously. You know, as Uh many people know, I am originally from Kansas City and currently based here right now. So, uh, of course, I have that bias when it comes when it does come to Sporting KC. But for LAFC, my favorite memory of it, or my favorite moment, I should say, um, is actually outside of the bank. Um, It was during the club's inaugural season. They had hosted a watch party at 33 Taps in uh, Silver Lake, I believe it was. Mm -hmm. And it was actually like my real first introduction to the club. And, you know, getting to see like a lot of the fans and being... um, ingrained in the culture and just you know it was a a great atmosphere very high very energetic um i remember there was fans getting on top of tables and cheering and just banging drums like it like i said it was absolutely electric and you know being a fan myself that really drew me in and everything else that came with it and of course that evening i even met a few fans who I'm lucky enough to say that I'm still very good friends with, even to this day. Mm-hmm. Well, that's awesome. I, you're not the only mm-hmm. one to to pick like an outside the bank experience um, to to share. And I, I, but I, I do think it's unique the way that you, you know, traveled and had to meet people, and then, you know, ultimately everybody's friendly, everybody's a family, and they accept you. <laughs> Uh, as you come, which is something that I've, that I've appreciated as well, bringing my kids from Arizona. Um, and again, I've, I'm pretty far removed from my days in Los Angeles, but it always feels like coming home no matter what, whenever I whenever I go to a match or, you know, I'm, whenever I'm around any LAFC fans. So I definitely share mm-hmm. that. Um, so, how, I mean, how, so for those of you who don't know, we're, we're recording this in the middle of the 2021 season. Uh how have you felt about the kind of Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde matches between SKC and LAFC this year? <laughs> um, those matches are a lot of fun. You know, obviously, as I mentioned earlier, from Kansas City. So um, Sporting KC was obviously my first club. And to add on, LAFC just added that extra little bit of, um, how do you say it? 
I, I guess for a lack of better words, you know, that extra oomph, that extra yeah. bit of energy that any fan likes to feel at a match. Of course, um, in my position, I'm a reporter first, so I try to go in those games, you know, being mutual and put those biases to the side. I don't know if that really translates well on Twitter, but I do try my best to be mutual. <laughs> Twitter's Twitter. <laughs> but at the end of that. the day, <laughs> but at the end of the day, I always like to think of it as that I win either way, you know, whether it's sporting yeah, or if it's LAC or just a simple uh, draw like we saw earlier this season. And I always enjoy, you know, seeing like um, LAFC fans at uh, Children's Mercy Park when we do host them here. Because it's like a big, um, you know, family reunion, especially with this pandemic. And after not seeing anyone for like, my goodness, it felt like a a good year and a half. So to have Uh to have those fans back in town and then months later, here I am in L.A. for a few weeks. You just have that connection. And that's what I really love about the fans in this club is, you know, I think you mentioned it earlier. It really is that family dynamic yeah yeah well that's fantastic i i love again i love the fact that it's not necessarily just tied to the game that it's something bigger than that so thank you for sharing uh but before you go can you tell people where to find uh what you're writing what you're working on where how to connect with you on twitter Sure. So I report for Challenger Pitch, which is powered by Challenger Sports. But the best way to connect with me is obviously through Twitter. Uh, my handle is at A-R-A-C-E-L-V-1. Yes, very mm-hmm. outdated, but for, it works. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> and I do have my own website, www.adicellivianueva.org. Okay, perfect. Well, you heard it right there. Go check out the website, connect with her on Twitter, give her a follow. uh, Because like I said, not only is what she does quality, but it's also unique because of those two kind of like Western Conference rivals. But she's got this hybrid uh, perspective on it. So Araceli, thank you so much for joining us. And uh, we wish you all the best. Thank you for having me. Of course. Okay, our next guest is a return host, a returning co-host to the show. You know him as at Samber Amarath on Twitter. Here he is. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. How are you doing? I'm I'm good, man. I'm good. I, I I can't. I was trying to figure out when it was that you were last on the show. I don't remember what match it was that we reviewed together. Um, but I I couldn't it was, figure it out. But uh, it's it, good to it have you back, back on the show. Yeah, I know. I know we're in a couple <laughs> I, threads together on Twitter that. Uh, that keep us connected though. Um, so yeah, basic idea is to kick it over to you. You share your favorite, uh, you f- share your favorite LAFC memory with the, with the people and we go from there. Well, if you don't mind, I think I'll do a kind of lightning round, uh, top list. I, I don't know how many, but, uh, definitely yeah, top that, of the that's list great. has to be the last time, the last time I was here, which was the first time I was here for sure. My first ever game on my birthday, May 26th. Um, uh, LAFC at the bank against um, DC United. Uh, first jersey ever, uh, the blessing jersey in that first mm-hmm. year and uh, first goal ever. And the, and the funny thing about it is I ordered my jersey when I got to the stadium. They they told me, come back at, at halftime. We'll have it ready for you. Got down to the store at halftime. Uh, they didn't have it ready. It was taking forever. 
the match started up again. And as the guy is handing me my blessing jersey, Diego Rossi scores uh, <laughs> the the first goal of the game, I believe. It was yeah. it was one of those uh, moments that you know, it just feels like um, like fate. So yeah, uh, that's yeah. got that's got to be up there for sure. Um, I got to see uh, I got to see uh, Vela, um, you know, at the top of his game, uh, a couple times. I think the one of my best memories though in in that case would be, uh, I think it was the year after against um uh houston dynamo at night okay and it's pouring rain like it's just oh, coming okay. down. the game is delayed i'm in the south end i'm watching game. yes i'm watching 3252 go insane we we're absolutely uh you know just chasing these guys out of the park we're, we're destroying them and we come away after a cold night uh cold rainy night in la um Four zero, I believe, was the the scoreline at the end of that. Mm. That is a that was a phenomenal moment. You know, during the break there was lightning. It, it was a deluge, um, and yeah, it was everything. It was everything uh, football is, is supposed to be about. It was a phenomenal play, and I, I got a twofer because I got to see um, as a Salvadoran, I got to see uh, Darwin Zeden, uh play uh, that yeah. match as well. Mm-hmm. So that, yeah. Very, yeah, I feel like good. that was. Uh, I feel like that match was shortly after the uh, the loss to Houston in the Open Cup. If I if I remember correctly, it, was not it too, seems like there yeah. was a bit of vengeance that we were able to exact yeah. on them in that game. Yes, you're absolutely right. I, I took my fiance to to that match, and I believe I. It's fuzzy, but I believe having a conversation with her about that about the fact that okay, um, yeah, yeah, we we were out for blood or any. <laughs> I wanted them to be out for blood. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and they went for it. Um mm-hmm. those have to be some of my my top uh my top moments, you know, outside of the the community and the cool stuff like like this and um obviously um the the threads outside uh hanging out with uh Geo on on Twitter, uh the uh voices of the black and gold and being mm-hmm. part of that. Those are those are all huge. Um I have a a uh Every now and then, a casual uh, conversation with with the people over at Pride Republic. I got one of their jerseys, so that's been nice. awesome as well. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's been fantastic. Whenever we're on, we're on, and it's it's a it's a great experience. And even when we're miserable, it, you know, the the community is everything. Um, it carries you through. So it carries you through for sure. It, it, yeah, it it really does. Yeah. Um, you know, and again, I, I guess to cap it all off, when uh, uh, the multiple times that, it, that my tweets have been highlighted on on this podcast are definitely a highlight of uh, the LAFC experience <laughs> for sure. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, that was great. Um, and it's funny. I remember, I, I remember being at my parents' house in in Los Angeles. I don't remember why I was there. I, it was during the time that I was still uh, in the Marine Corps reserves, and so I was traveling out to to San Diego and I'd stay with my parents in LA during the, during that time. Um, but I remember being in, in Los Angeles during that game and thinking, man, this game's got to get back on so I can like go to bed and get up for drill in the morning <laughs> because this is, this is too much. And then, yeah, they came back and it was this, this blowout. I remember. So I, that's a fun memory, but anyway, th- thanks for uh, stopping by. Uh, anything you want to plug while, before you get out of here? Um, 
I want to plug. Always tell people podcast. where to follow you or where to connect with you. Uh, well, we that in that case, you can follow me at Somber Amarath, uh, S-O-M-B-E-R-A-M-A-R-A-T-H. And that's uh, me everywhere. So I'm on mm-hmm. Instagram, on my on my Twitter, on YouTube. That, that's me everywhere. I'm a little I'm a little slow these days with the with the upkeep, but you can you can definitely find some of my old content and stuff that I've put out. If you're at all interested in anything audio production, you're, you're going to enjoy what I put out. Um, but other than that, uh, yeah, check out, uh, the voices of black and gold and uh, yeah. keep listening to keep, li- keep listening to the counter press. This is, this is, uh, quickly became my, my top LAOC podcast. Well, thank you very much. Thank you. All right. Our next guest is a long-term or a long-time listener, I think, and also a season ticket holder. You've probably seen her on the interwebs cooking up fantastic tweets. It is Maya Minert. Welcome to the show, Maya. Thank you, Kirk. <laughs> uh, so again, the same thing that we've been kind of going through with everybody. We're just asking people to share uh, a brief memory, their favorite memory of LAFC, because uh, we don't want this episode to be beholden to the moment. We want to make it something bigger than that. So again, we appreciate you coming on and, and being willing to share with us. Sure, sure. Um, yeah, so my favorite LAFC memory, um, has to be the rain game in 2018 versus Houston. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there was just this feeling of like all of us at the stadium experiencing this unique moment, unique to us because like, you know, it rarely rains in Los Angeles and even rarer right. that it rains so much that a game is delayed. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and during those almost two hours when we sat there, um, you know, I remember that it was also the Dodgers were playing the Brewers. I think it was like the beginning of the NLCS championship series. And so they put that on the big screen. So, you know, we got to kind of sit there and like watch that and experience that together. Um, or, you know, we, we all stood there or sat there or stood there, you know, if your seat wasn't covered and you needed some some, <laughs> some cover from the rain. But the rain just like pouring down. And I remember taking a video um, of the rain just like coming down off the awnings. And it was just like, it was just this really like interesting feeling for all of us. Um, but before, I remember before we went down, um, uh, for the break, we were down by one before the delay. And then we, you know, we come back and to win this game four to two. And I remember afterwards, Carlos saying that, you know, he actually likes to play in the rain. So I was like, Oh, we, we don't, we're not used to playing this kind of weather. We're going to be terrible. It's going to be awful. And we just come back and like, you know, totally slaughter them. So um, it was just really great. um, Really fun memory for me. Yeah. I don't, I don't think you're alone. Um, Not only in the, in the, that specific rain game, but also um, the idea that it's not always just about what's happening on the field. And I think me doing all these interviews, that's one of the things that I've found most intriguing. And I guess I suspected it before, but it's, it really is bigger than just the results. So even if you're in a down season, um, things are like, you can still go to these games and have fun, or you can still connect with people for like that. And you have relationships that are bigger than just the game. Um, and I think that's something yeah. really unique and, and special in American sports. Sorry, I, 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 were you going to jump in there? Yeah, I was just going to say 100%. 100% agree with you. I mean, if it weren't for all the friends I've made, um, you know, being a fan of this team um, and, uh, you know, the, the 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 friends we had going into it and they've become better, like some of my best friends now, like it, 
I don't think the experience would be quite as as um, impactful as it has been, um, you know, on our lives. So um, I totally agree with you. Yeah, it's it's really more than about what's happening on the pitch, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Now, I, I do have another question here. Were you were you a soccer fan prior to LAFC, or is this kind of like your your intro into into soccer? Um, so I married into a huge soccer family. My husband's family is from Europe. So my husband, who is American, but he grew up, you know, um, as a Man U fan. And so that's always okay. been like huge in our house. Um, but, you know, I didn't have that. I didn't have that like emotional attachment to any of it. Right. Until right. I had a hometown team that I really felt like was our hometown team. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the atmosphere at the stadium was just so amazing that like you, it's like, how could you not love this team? Um, right. And so like, I've just gone all in <laughs> yeah. with, on LAFC. Yeah. I think one of the reasons I wanted to ask that is because I think for so long MLS has has operated or tried to operate like any other sports league. I don't know what it is about soccer, though. Maybe it's just that there are other supporter cultures, but I feel like it's such a good way for people to get into the sport and actually start caring about it because it's not just about the game, like we said. Um, now, for somebody like me, like it, it really is mostly just purely about the game. The the, the other stuff is a an added bonus, of course, but... Uh, I think it's a good way for us to grow the game in Los Angeles to have such a um, like a meaningful community built around this team. Um, mm-hmm. I, don't know, I just think that's really special. And it's something that's come through not only in your interview, but uh, others as well so far in, in you know this this episode. So I don't know. I just really appreciate that. That's your memory that you chose to share with us. So. Yeah, sure. Of course. I would say just because, you know, you're not in Los Angeles and can't go to the games all the time doesn't mean that like you haven't, like you said, you haven't made these types of of connections too. I mean, like I would never have met you if it weren't for LAFC, right? right? I mean, the the Twitter community is, is, is diverse and and hilarious Mm -hmm. and really fun and sometimes really frustrating, but you know, it's all there and we, and we make a lot of friends from all over the world. So it's, yeah, it's and it is, it, you know, the irony is not lost on me that there's this big thing about this is LA's team. Like we're in the heart of the city, right? We're the heart of LA and me and Josh, like Josh lives in San Bernardino. I live in Arizona. <laughs> we both have roots in LA, but uh, neither of us are there anymore. But it, it, I definitely felt drawn when the team kind of was first announced and started to ramp up. I felt more drawn to them than I had at any other sports team that I can remember really. Um, and in a way that I had tried with soccer for so long, I always felt like a, like an imposter trying to adopt a, a premier league team or something because it's like, I don't, I, I don't know, Liverpool, man. What do I know about that country? <laughs> Nothing. So, Hey, anyway. don't, don't let anyone tell you how you, how to be a fan, you know, <laughs> that's good. Yeah. <laughs> You do yeah. you and you support the teams you want to support and yeah. don't yeah. let anyone else tell you otherwise. Right. No, I appreciate that. That's good. It's good advice for us all. Well, Maya, thank you so much for your time. I And again, thank you for choosing to share with everybody. Um, is there anything that you want to plug before you get out of here that you're working on or that you're doing? Or No, no. Okay. Good. All right. I just always <laughs> want to give people the opportunity. Um, thanks okay. again for, for uh, coming on and take care. Okay. Thank you so much that's going to do it for our show. Thank you so much for everybody that came on and, and volunteered their time to to make this the episode that it turned out to be. Um, Josh and I are both, again, so grateful for those of you who continue to listen and, and interact with us. 
uh, here on the show. We're we're more than happy to put this out again. It's something that happened very naturally between Josh and I uh, from the beginning, where we were just talking about the the team and 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 the games that we were watching and what we were seeing, and we decided one day to just start recording it. And um, it's been a lot of fun to do and. It wouldn't be possible without all of you. So that's why we wanted to get you all on the show. Like I said at the beginning, if you feel a little bit hard done by not being on the show, my apologies. Um, Just a a tough thing to schedule all these different interviews at different times of the day. But please, please do um, tweet at us, send us emails, whatever it is, um, with your favorite memory because we still want to hear more. Um, so don't let the conversation die here and we will sign off, uh, on this hundredth episode. Thank you so much for listening and your continuous support. 